Hello, welcome to Bible Read Me. I'm Charles Van Dersen. Today I will begin summarizing the daily Bible readings beginning with August the 13th, day 225. We read the passage in Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 15 that the apostle Matthew later also applied to the mother's loss of their children in Bethlehem at the hands of Herod's soldiers. Matthew chapter 2 verse 17 and 18. The mothers who were not slain during the Babylonian invasion in hopelessness mourned the violent loss of their families. In the same way, the kingdom of Judah mourned the loss of her community, but the Lord promised that comfort would follow his discipline. He also promised the coming of a new covenant when at that time he would put his instructions deep within the worshippers' hearts. It will prove to be better than the Exodus covenant, where even Moses told the people that, To this day the Lord has not given you a heart to understand. This new covenant will be made possible through Christ's eternally satisfying sacrifice. Luke chapter 22 verse 20. Then Jeremiah prophesied about Babylon's sudden and violent destruction. Yet history records that there was not even a single battle, and that her demise as a ruling power was gradual. The sudden fall may be referring to two separate events that similarly resulted in the destruction of God's enemies and the rescue of Israel. In Daniel chapter 5, it is recorded that the Persians did invade Babylon uncontested to immediately kill King Belshazzar at the conclusion of the writing of the wall event. Dr. John MacArthur believes that Jeremiah's prophecy more likely focuses on Babylon's destruction as described in the book of Revelation, chapters 17 and 18. Reference the MacArthur Bible Commentary, page 878. Finally, amongst Christians, a widely quoted phrase about the Lord is found in Jeremiah chapter 50, verse 34, where it says, But the one who redeems them, Israel, is strong. August the 14th, day 226, we read a hymn of praise to the Lord that Jeremiah composed. He then prophesied the utter destruction of Babylon for her wickedness and violence. He prophesied that God would dry up her river and springs. We will read the fulfillment of it on September the 7th in Daniel chapter 5 verse 30, when the Medes and the Persians cut off the Euphrates tributary to dry up the moat around their city then set the dead marsh on fire to strike paralyzing fear in the hearts of the Babylonian army. Reference Jeremiah chapter 51 verse 30. So that the invading army will pass under the wall and into the city. Reference Jeremiah chapter 51 verse 30, 32, and 36. God called for his people to be ready to return once Babylon's infrastructure eventually disintegrates as a result of the conflicts among her remaining leaders. There is an interesting parallel where God calls his people to flee from the sins of Babylon. Compare Jeremiah chapter 51 verse 6 with Revelation chapter 18 verse 4. Yet for the time being, King Nebuchadnezzar captured Jerusalem, took King Jehoiachin captive, and replaced him with the evil uncle Zedekiah. King Zedekiah listened to Jeremiah's prophecies, but neither he nor any of the others that had been left in Judah repented of their wicked ways. Then when the Egyptian army arrived at Judah's southern border, the Babylonians withdrew from their siege, but God promised that Babylon's army would return to burn Jerusalem to the ground. 
August the 15th, day 227. We read how Jeremiah was flogged and imprisoned repeatedly for the false accusations of defection and treason when he was merely leaving to survey his new property. Dr. John MacArthur noted that Isaiah and other prophets were also called traitors for going against the grain, so to speak, by exhorting everyone to trust in God rather than political alliances. Reference MacArthur Bible Commentary, page 769. Weak Zedekiah inquired of him for some word of advice from God, but he refused to act on it, most likely out of fear of his government officials whom he admitted were too powerful for him to control. Reference Jeremiah chapter 38, verse 5. King David shared a similar situation when he admitted that he was unable to control Joab and Abishi. Reference 2 Samuel chapter 33, verse 39. Jeremiah was apparently safe within the prison when the attacking Babylonian army invaded Jerusalem. Then Ezekiel's visions began after being exiled to Babylon. He described how he saw four angels and a machine that represented the Lord's omnipotence in judgment. Simultaneously, he heard a voice and the Spirit of God possessed him. The voice called him son of man and strengthened him for his assignment of confronting the hard-hearted Jewish captives. The phrase, son of man, is used over 90 times in Ezekiel. He was given a scroll to eat and instructed to apply the words to his own life before preaching them to others. Finally, he sat in mourning with the exiles for seven days, identifying with their loss before he began to speak. Throughout the book of Ezekiel, there are at least 75 times that some form of the phrase that they will know that I am the Lord is used, beginning with chapter 5. August the 16th, day 228. We read that God placed a solemn responsibility on Ezekiel as a spiritual watchman. If he refused to warn a person of his sin, Ezekiel would be held accountable for that person's eternal damnation. But if he obeyed and the person still refused to turn from his sin, then Ezekiel would not be held accountable. Dr. John MacArthur noted that Ezekiel's ministry was more personal than those of Habakkuk, Jeremiah, and Isaiah, whose ministries were more national in scope. Reference the MacArthur Bible Commentary, page 898. A verse that helps to destroy the erroneous paradigm that a person's good and bad deeds can balance or offset each other at the judgment is found in Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 20, where the condition of the person's heart at the end of life is the critical determination. Ezekiel presented an object lesson to the people by lying down on his side before a model of Jerusalem for 430 days because the people had been in rebellion for the last 430 years. God is truly patient. Meanwhile, back in Jerusalem, Jeremiah wore a wooden yoke as an object lesson to foretell of Nebuchadnezzar's inevitable conquest of Judah. A false prophet, Hananiah, took it off of him and broke it as a sign that this would not happen. Jeremiah prophesied that Hananiah would die within the year because he made false claims in the name of the Lord. Two months later, Hananiah suddenly died, proving to everyone that was paying attention, of course, that Jeremiah was the true prophet. Finally, Jeremiah sent an encouraging letter to the Babylonian exiles that promised God's destructive retribution to the Babylonians for what they had done. August the 17th, day 229. 
We read that Ezekiel's object lesson to the captives required that he shave his head and beard with a sharp sword and divide it into thirds to demonstrate the three methods of God's destructive fury, disease and famine, violent death and exile in response to the people's sins of not only abandoning him, but of giving credit, his credit that he deserved to their lifeless idols. Here begins Ezekiel's use of several variations of the phrase that they will know that I am the Lord. Ezekiel used the phrase over 75 times. Ezekiel, enabled by a fearsome form of fire, traveled to distant Jerusalem by a vision to see only what the Lord could see, even in the hidden rooms to understand the necessity of God's severely divine judgment. Money will become worthless as survival becomes the people's first priority. They will search in vain for godly truth, but it will be hidden from them because they arrogantly spurned its value far too long when formerly it was so freely and easily accessible. I wonder if that day will come to us as well. I reject the Hindu concept of karma. However, I do believe that often what goes around comes around. God said, I will bring on them the evil they have done to others, and they will receive the punishment they so richly deserve. Ezekiel chapter 7 verse 27 and if you repay good with evil evil will never leave your house that's in Proverbs chapter 17 verse 13 August the 18th day 230 we read that Ezekiel saw another vision of the same angels that he saw with the whirling wheels in his first vision beside the Kibar River the glory of the Lord left the temple in several stages Jeremiah had said for the people to surrender to the Babylonians and live, but the leaders said that the people should prepare to resist the attack. Because of this, Ezekiel, who was given a spiritual transport to see the secret meeting in Jerusalem, prophesied the severity of the violence they would and did suffer because of the rebellion and abandonment of God. While he was prophesying, one of the priests dropped dead in real time, causing Ezekiel to fear for the death of everyone. Ezekiel prophesied punishment to all the false prophets, men and women alike. Finally, a sobering word from the Lord. I know what you are saying, for I know every thought that comes into your minds. Ezekiel acted out an object lesson that predicted how King Zedekiah was going to try to escape at night through a hole in a wall to flee to Egypt with only what he could carry, that he will be captured and brought as a captive to Babylon, but would not see it. On August the 25th reading, we'll read 2 Kings chapter 25 verses 3 through 7, Jeremiah chapter 39 verses 2 through 10, and Jeremiah chapter 52 verses 6 through 11. We will read how King Nebuchadnezzar captured King Zedekiah and how he was forced to watch as his sons were slaughtered and to then have his eyes gouged out so that this would be the last thing he would ever remember seeing. Then he will be taken as a prisoner to Babylon. Finally, Ezekiel pronounced judgment against all the false prophets who predicted peace. August the 19th, day 231. We read how invisible idols can exist in the human heart by embracing things that will make humans fall into sin. God said that those who set up idols in their hearts, but also inquire of the Lord at the same time, this is called syncretism, will suffer a terrible punishment. God said that even if Noah, Daniel, and Job were to intercede for them, he would only spare those three saints for their righteousness. 
In the ancient Hebrew tradition, the rabbis forbade all readers, except males over 30 years old, from reading Ezekiel chapter 16 because of the seemingly erotic phrases used in the Hebrew language to describe the physical maturation and subsequent lewd behavior of Israel, who acted like an unfaithful wife to God. Verse 21, God said, Must you slaughter my children? Reminds me of the present-day scourge of abortion on demand. There are four dreaded punishments listed. War, famine, disease, and wild animal attacks. When all four are present, we will know that we are certainly in deep trouble. Christians often focus on homosexuality as the most notable sin practiced in Sodom and Gomorrah. But God listed their offenses as pride, gluttony, laziness, and committing detestable sins. Reference Ezekiel chapter 16 verses 49 and 50. Certainly sexual perversion is included in the detestable sins category. My point is that unfortunately it is common practice for us Christians to strongly condemn certain overt sins that others commit while ignoring those sins that we are able to conceal within our secret lives. Except of course God sees it. Finally, God promised that after he had punished the people for their sins, he would restore them. This ends this week's summary of the daily Bible readings. My next episode will pick up on the daily Bible reading of August the 20th, day 232. I look forward to your visit then. May God bless you.